Jesse Boone. Jesse Hello. Boone. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm good. <laughs> Kevin Jones is the character's name in the upcoming. Well, it's not upcoming. It's it's a series. It, it exists. It's yeah. It's three a, episodes are out. A from home, like sitcom about students, entitled Freshman Circus. Yes, Freshman Circus. And I was given the option to to have any of the castmates on my show, and I picked you because the character that you're playing most reminds me of me. Oh, hell yeah. You're, you're actually not the first person that said that. I, I love that. Well, that makes me feel less unique. <laughs> I'm out of here. And cut. Shortest show ever. So you're living in Los Angeles. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. Living, living the, 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 the California dream. Well, the California dream is kind of on pause in a lot of ways. Quarantine California dream. The quarantine California dream. Yeah. <laughs> Come live out here, pay a lot of money to do absolutely nothing. Excellent. <laughs> How long have you been there? I've been out here since November of 16. Okay. Um, I got the uh, Chicago Cubs shirt. Um, Representing where you came from. Uh, I'm actually from Arizona. But okay, so I, they're not representing where you came from. <laughs> I'm all over the place in many ways. Geographically is only one of them. Right, right. Um, but I moved out to L.A. right around the time the Cubs went to the World Series and then won. Um, I was working on a film in Ohio, stopped by my native Arizona, and then came out here and saw the last couple games. So it was very busy when I first got out here. You do Man, that's that's freaking. How old are you? Uh, I am over twenty-one. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. When I when I said, what do we not talk about? You should. Have said, I'm not going to talk about all. <laughs> that's, that's, that's no big deal. I guess I'm I'm twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 very very transparent with uh, with that kind of stuff because, like, I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed of how old I am or how young I am because all of that has led me to be who I am and I dig it. So. I'm, yeah, no, I think the only the only uh, gut reaction of, oh, I'm over this is just because I'm so used to giving that answer to casting. Because okay. if I'm reading for like, I still read for like freshmen and right, of course. Uh, sophomores in college. And, you know, as soon as you say you're right. 28, you're, you're, you're like, what? Your series is about being a freshman. There you go. I <laughs> so fooled him. You got him. Got him. Yeah. Hey, casting. Heh. I snuck by you. It's it's all about getting past the gatekeeper, you know. So, you're married, huh? Uh, I have a fiance. I just uh, I Is wear it... a ring. I got a. Uh, there we go. It's a uh -huh. film strip. Oh, neat! Yeah, it was just such a badass design. We decided, what the hell? Cool, man. Very cool. I don't even think we're gonna get different bands. I think we're just gonna keep the ones we got. Yeah, I I, I had a I had another friend on my podcast, and he he was like, he had the he had the 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 tattoo he had a tattooed like um like the um like tribal uh he, he's hawaiian and he he oh, got wow he got uh, tattooed by like a samoan tattoo artist and he's like yeah i don't know how he he told his family we don't know how long he's gonna be around so we want to get it now while we're engaged when really when they did that that was when they're married <laughs> like they, oh wow <laughs> but they were like yeah we're not gonna we're not telling anybody yet but like i I was like, okay, 
well, hopefully they don't listen to this. <laughs> oh, well, see the secrets out now. <laughs> secrets out about my age and about your friend. Yeah. 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 But <clears throat> what, what, what was it like? It's weird. I, 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 don't know how to answer, ask this question, but it's like, what about, what about you? Was like, I was like, I think, I think, I can get attention. Like, I think that I, I seek validation from my performance enough. Like, what was the the hole there that that you felt you had to like fill up with being a performer? Um, I associate it with the best kind of bad parenting. Um, I, uh, I was the kid that would go outside into his backyard, uh, when I was young and swing a stick around and call it a lightsaber. And I dragged my little brother out there to act in our own little stories. Yeah. Um, and then the weird thing is that my younger brother grew out of it and I never fully did. It, it just kind of evolved. We're like, suddenly I'm not, I'm, I'm not like in fairyland anymore, but I'm, reciting if i'm evolving yes <laughs> i'm like why is he stroking his belly in the background <laughs> no, no 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 i get that you're yeah. pointing to evolving huh how about that yeah anywho um it evolved into me uh reciting scenes from movies i'd learned scenes by heart i would quote dialogue endlessly um, I quote dialogue in the car. Um, sometimes if I'm going for a solo walk nowadays, I'll quote dialogue from films and TV. And it helps because I'm wearing a mask and no one sees me talking to myself. <laughs> what What's your favorite genre? Like, what are you, what are you most into as a, as oh, a fan? Boy. As a fan. Um, I really love science fiction because I feel that you can tell any type of genre mm-hmm. through science fiction. You can tell science fiction romance you can tell science fiction comedy science fiction uh thrillers like there's just endless possibilities you can use okay well what's like what's the stuff you quote the most i'd say lately it's uh star wars and superheroes because that's pure escapism during this day and age (laughs) so you got you got yourself one of them disney plus ids and you just go in there and you yeah. Oh yeah. Goof yeah. around for a while and watching all the stuff you love. Yeah. I'm I'm not much for uh conspiracy theories, but the only one that I would half jokingly believe is that this whole thing has been orchestrated by Disney Plus to get everyone hooked on their service. Oh, it's never heard that one in spades. Oh, oh goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. It was we con- see you, Disney. They conspired with Netflix and HBO Max to to get a virus out there. Yeah. Whoa, shoot. Yeah, man. I mean, everyone's worried about the man coming to get you. It's not the man. It's the mouse. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> the house mouse. Yeah, the house mouse. But, dude, I honestly, I, I mean, are you, are you a wrestling fan at all? Huge. Um, yeah, I was really excited to see that... Uh, you're a wrestler. Um, I did a show um, around the end of May where I we had like a wrestling, but primarily WWE night. Uh-huh. Um, so I was screening old matches, doing commentary. Uh-huh. Uh, we had trivia. Um, but I've been a wrestling fan since like 2006. Okay, that was that was quite an era. What was who was the biggest star then? Was it 
John Cena was like a ri- ri- he was like rising star at that time. Uh, I think Cena was just solidifying himself. Um, I think come 2007, John Cena hit the point of like no return. He's going to dominate the card. Uh, I was always gravitating more towards guys like Edge, Orton, uh, later CM Punk. You, you psyched, psyched about you psyched about the uh, the uh, Edge winning the Rumble. I get why they did it because um, they are in a rough spot right now with not being able to have fans live, mm-hmm. and I think you had to. I think this was a year of all years to have a part timer win. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how part-time Edge intends on being. I think he just keeps getting hurt, and that's why he's gone for long stretches. Jess, what was the what was the thing we were talking about right before I asked you if you were a wrestling fan? Because there was a reason I asked that, and I can't remember what it was. Um, you were talking about uh, my escapism, where that why do I have this need to like be a performer? Oh, 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 validation. Say, eventually, eventually, my I mean, my theory has been for a while. Eventually, uh. Everything will be owned by Disney, even WWE. I think WWE is going to be owned by Disney. I've been calling that for a couple of years, and they just made a deal where WWE Network is going to be streaming on Peacock. They're like doing away with the WWE Network, and it's just going to be on Peacock. I'm like, this is only steps towards like being owned by Fox. But like, there was already on Fox. Now there's this yeah. NBC thing. It's like Disney's going to scoop up this property. Why do you think they sold to Peacock? I mean, obviously, it's well, the streaming really, roars, but like, I feel like the network was only what, like six years old, really? 2012 or 13? It started. No, it started um, WrestleMania 30, I think, was the first pay per view, and that was in 14. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it got announced in 12, and then it, it launched in 14. I think so, that's more it. Yes, yes. So it's been it's been probably it's been like six or seven years, and uh, I I'm cool with it. I mean, uh, here I am doing a commercial for the WWE Network now on Peacock, folks. Listen, for the same amount of money that you've been paying for the WWE Network, now you get like The Office and Parks and Rec, and you get like Thirty Rock, and you get like all the coolest shows that are like I'm dude I'm I'm nuts for like sitcoms. That's why like when when uh I was when I was uh talking to the the director uh what's I'm sorry what's what is his name? I was it Alan? Director of what? Uh the guy the guy who was in the in the group with us. Um oh yeah Gary. Gary okay Gary yeah when I was talking to Gary shout out to Gary Maselli. Yeah shout out to Gary and we're gonna I'm gonna have you on here really soon. Sorry I forgot your name buddy <laughs> but, but I was just so in the moment when I was talking to him and he was talking about a, a sitcom sitcoms are like my dream job as, as a comedian, as an actor, I, I just, I, all I, I, I'd love to, to land a real sitcom, like a real network TV sitcom, like a, like a multi-cam or even, even a single cam, something like a parks and rec or something like a 30 rock or an office. Like that's like my dream. Yeah. Um, do you do you gravitate towards some of the older sitcoms? I mean, everyone's got different definitions of what qualifies as an old sitcom, but do you gravitate more towards that golden age or do you gravitate more towards like the newer ones that have come out? Um, 
like from the last 10 years or so, like Two Broke Girls or The Big Bang Theory. Okay, so those ones, I like that they exist. I like, I like, I like catching up every once in a while, but not like, not like binging episodes. Maybe I'll catch an episode when it's on or whatever. But yeah. I'm not going way out of my way to check that out. But if like one of my friends was on it, I'm absolutely going to, you know, go check it out. I'm going to totally support my friend and watch it. I'm I'm so happy for all those people who get those gigs. Like I love it as like you remember Undateable? Yeah. I loved that show. And okay. uh I was such a fan of everybody who was on that show. I had um I saw Brent Warren like three times, like doing stand up. And uh I saw Crystalia probably twice and uh Ron Funches. I was a big fan of all those people, and I was like, you know what? Uh, this would be my dream. And now I listen to Rick Glassman's podcast. I, I dig it. And, and uh, I hope, you know, I hope I, it's, he seems like he's got a lot of views. A lot of people check him out. I, yeah. I would, I would like to, I would like to know him. Like I'd like to have a conversation with him about these kind of things because he has the same sort of like manic brain that I have, like where it's like over analytical on things. And it's like, um insecure and stuff. And I can't get out of my head on certain things. And it's like, Oh, oh, time to overshare something. Here goes an overshare. It's like, well, I'll pull back on that overshare, buddy. Nice. Uh, do you um you you mentioned like a couple of stand-up comics? Um, yeah. where are you located? I'm in Philadelphia. Oh, so is my brother, who is also named Corey. That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> Is it? I'm Corey? just uh, curious what what kind of uh, clubs you you've gone to see stuff or have performed is it, at. Is it Corey with an R Y or R E Y? Spell the exact way as you. All, All right. right, cool. Yeah, a true I, Corey. So here's what I do. Love you, here's Corey. Here's the here's the here's here's the here's the method I use. Uh, I say when people go, "Why don't you spell with an E?" and I'm like, "Well, you see, my name is really Cornelius, and you spell it without." E if it's Cornelius and they're like really I don't know I don't know I'm making it up I'm making no one it up. would ever no one would ever question that right people it. go oh okay <laughs> as long as you sound confident as long as you seem like you know that I'm like that's no improv no what's that that's improv as long as yeah. you say it confidently it can fly right. yeah. no one's ever been like let me see your license I'm like my real name's not Corey either <laughs> It's all a work. It's my wrestling name. I made it up for business purposes. My name Yay. is not Corey. But shout out to your brother, Corey Boone. What's up, Love buddy? Corey. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Not not pronounced Bowen. It's not Bowen. It's Boone. <laughs> like Daniel Boone, the hunter. Or Boone, Iowa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just liked... The funny thing about that was, it was like you said no one had ever said that to you before. And I was like, as soon as I said, it's not pronounced Bowen, like no one. And you were like, nobody's ever said that before. No, I've never heard that before. And I'm like, how have you never? My my real last name is Goins, right? Which is G-O-I-N-S. But it looks to people like coins. So they pronounce, oh, like coins? It's Goins, right? And I'm like, no. No. Well, like people give so much crap to the uh, baristas that get our names wrong, but like 
everyone is so appalling with names. Right, I feel yeah. that's why everyone gravitates towards a stage name. Right. Well, I mean, I chose this stage name uh, in, in the way uh, I spelled it this way on very much purpose. Like it's spelled that way because I might, when I first started wrestling, my gimmick was, it was like right around the time that Zoolander was a, was a big hit on DVD. Uh, so I loved Zoolander and I wanted my gimmick to be that I was also a very stupid male model so <laughs> initials to be CK and I'd have like CK, like Calvin Klein on the side of my pants. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So when people would spell it wrong, I'm like, you're, 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 you're saying my gimmick doesn't matter. You're saying that what all this work I put into it. <laughs> um, when you are selecting your ring name, do you have to like go through anything like actors do at SAG? Like you have to see if the name's registered to somebody else? Or, no, no, no. It's a, that's awesome. It's, it's way more indie that like you know it's indie wrestling. So it's like maybe maybe if like you're going to work for the WWE. Oh no or, wonder you're in Philly indie wrestling. What do you mean? Oh yeah, indie wrestling. I'm from Philly. Like no, no could, yeah, yeah, Philly, could, New Jersey, like. Of course, right. of course, that's, that's where you that's are. A, that's, a, that's the heart of indie wrestling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I spent I spend most of my life doing more more time in my life wrestling than not wrestling. So uh, I came up in the early two thousands in the ECW arena. Like that was where I that was where I got molded as a person. So I it's of course Philly wrestling, and and it's like that's where. The stupid, like the the Philly pride in like stuff. You probably you probably get it with Arizona stuff when you see Arizona represented in stuff, where you see people. Like, yeah, right. I oh, think Philly is insane in that regard. Right? Yeah, I'm surprised you guys didn't burn down the town after you won the Super Bowl. I I did. You know what? I'm not a super huge sports guy, um, but I was watching it. My mom's a huge fan, and it, it was such an important moment because. Her entire life, she's cried and cried and cried about the Eagles not doing good. Oh, well, I don't want to say her entire life. At least my entire life, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Uh, and being able to see her witness that and have the, the joy, like that unfiltered joy, it was the coolest thing. And it'll be a memory that I have for the rest of my life. Us talking about that, we're doing it. We're recording this, just for context, on uh, the Super Bowl weekend. Where yeah. uh, it's just it's just a funny thing to to mention that very Philly silly tidbit in the middle of of Super Bowl weekend. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I, I don't care that nobody's there. <laughs> it's exciting. I, I just I don't care. I just yeah. don't. I I I've never liked sports. I've never liked the whole idea of competing like winning and losing and all of that is to me you're more focused a, on the storytelling give me a good movie yeah, yeah, <laughs> give, me yeah, a, yeah. give me a good comedy give me a good like romance give me a good like action give me a good horror i'd rather take that over some sports game because like everybody wraps up like their whole identity in the the winning or losing of their team and people go like, oh, my, sorry, I'm really upset today. Like, my team lost yesterday. Like, we just couldn't do it. I'm like, no, you didn't do it. 
don't be upset. You weren't there. Like, you weren't. We lost. <laughs> oh, you were there too. <laughs> so I get trying. that endlessly every time I, I lose. I'm, I'm like, it's just they lost. You had no control over it, and you didn't lose any. Like those people are getting paid lots and lots of money to play that game, and it's a game, and yeah. and you know there's gonna be tons more games. You're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be fine. You're gonna. I mean, at the end of, at the end of the day, sports is just a TV show, and the playoffs are another TV show. Mm -hmm. Just a more watched TV show. Mm -hmm. So. So you you like the Cubs, huh? <laughs> did, yeah. Did did CM Punk do that to you? Uh, he did actually. Oh yeah, he did. Um, oh. Not that I ever met the guy, but uh, it's funny. Like I came there for him and just stayed because I love the Cubs. And now he's gone off to do other stuff. I don't follow him anymore, but I keep watching the Cubs because I love the Cubs. I got hooked. I mean, I feel like with sports, you kind of got to find your in. Um, it's, it's nothing that anybody can make you find. Like you haven't found it. Like it's not saying that there's anything wrong with you. You just, you haven't found your clint clinch. Yeah. I, I mean, I say it all the time. Please apply this. Please take it. If you want, sometimes you don't know, you can't, you can't find whatever it is because whatever it is, maybe doesn't exist yet. You know, maybe like you said that in the episode I watch. Yeah. I say this all the time. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to continuously beat it over everybody's head who listens. It's like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler or a comedian. I wanted to be a wrestler and a comedian. I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster because that technology didn't exist. There was no such thing as a podcast. Like, did I want to be like a radio DJ? Not really. <laughs> like, that's, maybe, maybe I would have, my life would be completely different if I had said I wanted to be a radio DJ. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that I wanted to make uh stories over zoom but here we go yeah exactly you never know that that's what you want and, and it's yeah. it's very it's very close to it's very close to achieving a very big goal you know whether regardless of regardless of uh what success is wrapped up in it it's like you did something you wanted to do something and you did it you didn't talk about how you got screwed out of doing another thing that you wanted to do like it's more about like yeah i did it Instead of instead of being like, oh, I was gonna I was gonna act on TV shows, but the the network and Hollywood and it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault. It's like, no, you, you just just grab the bull by the horns. Yeah. The and you just keep doing it bit by bit. You you get the yes or you don't, but you're the only one that can make yourself stop. Right. I mean, I'm sure you didn't uh, do your bumps correctly the first few hundred times, dude. The 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 training, I, and I, I have to very openly admit, I wasn't good. I wasn't good at all. It didn't come wrong with that. It didn't come naturally to me at all. Some people it comes really naturally, and like yeah. those people are outliers. Like it's ridiculous how like it just comes really easy to some people. Not to me, dude. Like I struggled. I struggled a lot. It took me a lot, a lot of time and a lot of effort to become anywhere close to even passable. And I was training for, I was training for years before I became something before I, 
and still wrestling and, and going to training, you know, like that was all part of it. Like, you know, um, I'm friends with, I'm friends with a guy who owns the monster factory. Right. And he says, he says, like people who are in people who are in like the NBA still practice. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I was, it took me a long time. And a lot of the practice, a lot of the learning comes from getting out there and doing it and a lot of failing, a lot of messing up. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I like to, I, I try to take a little bit of pride in the fact that like, I never hurt anybody. I never knock on wood, never really got hurt. Oh yeah. I, and I mean like that says something about the amount of, uh, Persistence, I guess, in like making sure to do it right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but like I find that the guys, I mean, the wrestlers that I've seen at like Q&As and stuff, the people they praise endlessly are not the ones that had all the titles, but the ones that were like always just a joy to work with and always did it safely. Everyone loves Kane. Everyone loves Cesaro. Everyone loves the guys that just kept everybody safe. Because then yeah. you can work with those guys for 10, 12 years and keep doing a bunch of shows. Oh, you know what I was thinking about today? Whoa, did, whoa, whoa, whoa. did you watch when Cesaro took that, that, that slingshot and his teeth went right into the post? Yeah, and he was just messed up for a oh. while. Oh, and he, st he still wears the mouth guard. But like yeah. his teeth went up into his head. Like His teeth didn't fall out. His teeth got pushed yeah. up into his head. Man, what a tough guy. <laughs> And what does he do? He shrugs it off and comes to work the next day and he's like, cool, what else can we try? Right, right. That's a special type of insanity you got to hold on to. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how the hell did you not go, you know what, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, especially when you're at that level and you feel like you could leave and you'd be fine. Right. But no, they want to keep doing it. I, You know what, I, th I think I kind of, I, I get it. I, I really truly get it. But I mean, like, people outside of the brand that we are you know what i mean it takes a like a different breed of person to go like i'm gonna go do this thing that's that's like sacrificing my wellness uh for the sake of for the sake of pops or for the sake of uh the reactions or the emotions the memories that we create are more important than how long our lives are sometimes like wrestlers don't live very long like yeah statistically a good amount of them pass away pretty young <laughs> but you know that has to do with uh, pain pills and drugs and people getting involved in things that they shouldn't get involved in yeah so are, do you have a do you have a, a, a comedy background at all have you have you ever done stand-up um i have never done stand-up i've done improv with ucb Mm -hmm. uh, out here in Los Angeles, it's a more long form comedy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Upright Citizens Brigade. Upright Citizens Brigade. I'm, but I'm, some of them might not know. Some of them, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UCB, LA. Yeah, UCB. I, I love UCB. Um, I love doing shows there right next to the uh, sushi stop, and then that's where we all go afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done a lot of comedic web series. Um, Oh, another thing, like speaking of stuff that we never saw ourselves doing, mm -hmm. um, I worked at a geek-themed bar 
uh, in Hollywood called the Scum and Villainy Cantina. It bears a very strong resemblance to yeah, gotcha. to that Star Wars bar, even though it is not affiliated with Disney. Mm -hmm. um, and every Thursday night, people would do karaoke, and they decided to keep that going virtually uh, after the shutdown because mm -hmm. there's always a core group of regulars that come to do karaoke, so we've been doing it online. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Hamilton came out in July, so everyone's going to sing Hamilton that week. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the King's song, You'll Be Back, and I just remember turning to my friend and thinking, how funny would it be if like, you did that, but as the emperor, and like you sang, You'll Be Back. <laughs> and it's crazy because you don't even really need to change many of the lyrics to make it <laughs> to make it any less sadistic. Uh -huh. So I called him. So I called him King Palpy, and King Palpy just came to sing the song, and everyone loved it so much. He's literally become a recurring character every week on the show, mm -hmm. um, and like he'll do all these different parodies. And I just never saw myself doing that, but now I'm I'm writing stuff. I'm editing and i've just learned so much about like writing for comedy acting comedy editing comedy which i never even touched and uh this week i'm going to introduce his heel <laughs> to you give know, him some trouble you know palpy is one thing i don't like about my orange juice anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> I, you you <laughs> you're into like kevin smith films oh it's where the bar is where Kevin Smith does his uh, weekly show. Okay. Well, so uh, yes, I'm familiar with Kevin Smith's filmography. In Dogma, when he's like, I feel like uh, he's like, I'm I'm solo. He's Wookie. When this is this like, we're in that fucked up bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a really sweet guy. Yeah, no, that's dude. That's great. He's a he's a. Uh, a a dream uh, collaborator with me. I, I in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be collaborating one day with, with that fella. He's so throwing it out there. Yeah, it's it's. He it's loves working with wrestlers. Uh, clearly, yeah. And Jericho is also one of my dream collaborators. He, he's he's uh one of. This is the funniest thing. Don't tell anybody this. Sign an NDA on this for me, real quick. <laughs> Just you, me, and the internet. We'll keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Okay. Uh, I I just got a new pair of gear made. I got a new pair of tights made okay. that are that are exactly inspired by a pair that Chris Jericho wore in 2000. Okay. And and the back where it says castle like all my other tights say castle on the back. It's written in the Y2J font. Mm. I will say anything. But I will never. I haven't worn them. I haven't had a match since then. I got them made, and I don't have any reason to wear them. I don't have any bookings. Uh, it's like maybe, maybe when I do wear them, I'll tag Chris Jericho in a tweet or something, and he'll see. He'll see. Or maybe, maybe I'll just. Well, this is this is another funny thing. It's kind of kind of embarrassing. <laughs> I found I found his like PR agency. Okay. And I reached out to them. And uh the the woman got back to me and she was like, Yeah, what are your downloads? And I was like, 
it's steadily increasing, but it's this much uh, on on all platforms, on Spotify and Apple and all that stuff. And I was like, it's increasing. It's increasing. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still new at it. I mean, I say new. I'm doing this four years. But I said that, and she was like, let us know when you get more because I'm not going to even pitch it to him because we, we do podcasts that have a way bigger reach than that. And like, was a real Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday about the whole thing. And I was like, all right, well, that kind of blows, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep throwing, I'm going to keep throwing my tennis ball up against the wall, you know? Hell yeah, man. Um, I know we still need to talk about freshman circus, but did oh, you ever we? see, did you ever see Jericho's podcast? Uh, but I'm Chris Jericho. Yeah. 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 The, 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 the YouTube series. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny shit. Yeah. I, I do that. I'm very inspired by him in in a lot of ways, considering that, like, when I same thing as you when you said Edge, I was like Edge, Chris Jericho, all those people were like long haired white dudes. That's me. That's my that, <laughs> that represents me. I'm absolutely sure. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't normally identify as a white dude, but you know, the long haired men, sure. I identify yeah. the most with like, like my favorites growing up were for sure Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Edge, Christian, all these long haired men. And then, yeah. and then I started growing my hair out. I'd say I started growing my hair on like, like 99, 2000. <laughs> like it was, it was a long ass time ago. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, with, you know, with being inspired by these people, but I, I, I stuck out and I continue to stick out in wrestling, considering the fact that like, there's tons of other people still doing it. And it's like, uh, what it, a lot of the things like I, I watched a documentary the other day where it was like, uh, Gerald Briscoe was on it. And he's like, if you're watching the WWE Monday night raw or SmackDown, and you see the, see somebody and you're like, Oh, I could see myself occupying this space and doing this thing, and like I belong here. And like maybe I, maybe I serve as a representative to something that that somebody else here doesn't. Like, yeah, I think I do. Um, I know there's tons of wrestlers who are like long hair and good shape, but like, how many of them? Uh, how many of them are brain surgery survivors? How many of them? Like, how many of them are comedians? How many of them are podcasters? Uh, like how many of them have a, like acting reel that I have? How many people have that? You know what I mean? It's like the amount of things that can be in your favor. You have to continue to remind yourself what your value is. Yeah. So I, I try to do that. And, and I, I want to do it in a very humble way. Cause I, in, in the back of my head, I'm like, you would never see a motherfucker like me <laughs> in, in, in a lot, in the back of my head, I'm there, but in, in reality, I'm like, you know, I just want them. I want somebody to understand that we have way more in common than we have apart, like different from each other. So yeah, we can find a common ground in the fact that we're dreamers selling dreams to dreamers. Like I said on the podcast that you said you listened to. Yeah. I mean, we all are having like these little ideas, these little babies and, we got to protect them, but we got to keep putting them out there. And because mm -hmm. you'll never be amazed 
you'll never be amazed. You'll always be amazed by <laughs> the kind of people that take an interest in it. Right. And you know, if it's a genuine, heartfelt idea, chances are someone's going to take notice. It's only a matter of time and matter of attempts. And as a wise man once said, your effort uh, has more. Uh, what was what was it? The crap you said. Your effort has more. Uh, C word something. Then your time your, and effort are time more and effort than than your than currency. your money. Defeated by currency. <laughs> Typical actor defeated by currency. <laughs> no, I, I've actually, it's funny because uh, I, I've i been using currency, like the word currency so much in my life, like for the longest time. Like I remember I was dating this girl when I was like, uh, I was a couple years out of school and she was like, how are you going to afford a car? And I was like, I don't know, currency. <laughs> I will pay currency for the vehicle. I will locate currency and I will use currency to my advantage for my currency methods. <laughs> well, what you don't currently see is me driving a car <laughs> soon. Currently, I'm on the cusp of currency. <laughs> so they got to be in the frequency for currency. And I'm hoping that the energy and the frequency that I'm putting out is having more people understand that this time and this effort is more valuable of a currency than dollars. But sure, if you want to throw me some dollars, considering I'm a struggling artist throwing these these episodes out there for free for the world, I'll, I'll absolutely take it because support support matters too. You know, results matter in in. They don't matter as much as like you put results into it. Like, oh, I posted that and it didn't get enough likes. It's like, it's not a matter of like what the likes are. It's a matter of like how fulfilled were you by what you did. And if, if, it, if it served value to somebody else, hopefully you can get some something back for that. Because as I read in a book once, <laughs> nobody, nobody should expect something for nothing. Correct. But you're not going to be charged money to listen to this, but it's going to take some effort and some time that you pretty like you can give to any other thing at all ever. Like there's at any given moment, tons of other, any other thing. You could watch any other movie. You could watch any other show. You could listen to any other music just with this little magical box that you carry around in your pocket. So, you know, the fact that the fact that you're spending some of that currency on consuming my <laughs> my repeated ideas, I fucking appreciate it so much. And repeated me. ideas stick. What's that? Repeated ideas stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like you know, when when you want to learn when you want to learn how to wrestle, you got to bump the wrong way a bunch of times. Before yeah. before you bump the right way. And then when you bump the right way and you learn to do it and everyone goes, Hey, that was what you, that, that was the right way. Keep doing it that way. And then you go, Oh, I'm motivated to continue doing it the right way. Cause somebody said, and then once you get it down, it's second nature. And you do, so that's like with any kind of training, when it comes to weight training, when it comes to a sport, when it comes to, you know, baseball or when it comes to acting only, training. Yeah. A acting. I'm saying baseball because you're wearing Cubs shirt and, that, that just made me think of that. But 
did did you have anything did you have anything that you wanted to ask me or say to me because then no when when we started you were you were coming in hot you were like all right i'm gonna ask you and tell you all this stuff well um i'm i'm happy to discuss the freshman circus show uh-huh. um i mean wrestling is amazing it can turn into a black hole for me because i will just keep asking questions left and right, dude, especially dude, with someone that's practiced that the craft. Fall into the rabbit hole i'm i'm fine with it i i'm owning it like there's absolutely no denying that i've spent my life in wrestling only so that i can answer questions that people ask me about wrestling and be very open and honest about my my uh my things i'm sharing absolutely well then let's get into it um when you are going to have a match with somebody, um, does it is it different every time? Does it depend on the person? How how much is discussed ahead of time? How much of a blueprint do do you normally have? Well, you're kind of answering your first question inside of the question. Whoa! Because it is different every time. It's it's yeah. depending on depending on who you're in there with, depending on where they were trained, depending on what they know, what their, what their reputation is, depending on if you are confident enough in uh, like giving them a duty, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you call a match, like here, here's the thing. This is kind of inside. I don't, I don't really talk about this, but like when you call a match, it's like you want to design it so that, that the, so that it's it's in a way where the emotions get to a point and then in that you'll go all right we go from here and we'll just fill it in and we're not we're not going to call this part we'll just do that as it goes and that really depends on the experience level you have or the other person has and like maybe your familiarity with their experience level so yeah if i'm in there with somebody who just started training 9 months ago and barely knows much and like we're in front of people and, and red lights are on and like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see what, you know, I'm going to test them out. I want to see what can, ha- and a lot of times when, whenever you structured it out and whenever you called it, there'll be a moments where someone will get lost. Most likely that's happening. Someone will get lost, very much lost because it's hard to remember all that stuff, and it's uh, there's adrenaline and there's pressures and 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 fear. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're risking our lives. We're 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 putting our ass on the line. You know, so you know you you got to make sure you're in there with somebody who who you know isn't gonna you know take advantage of your take advantage of your uh your you're given your vulnerable your vulnerability. You're giving them your body. Absolute so, trust. So you absolutely have to trust that it's somebody worth your vulnerability. So if you're in there with somebody who's like an older vet, and this is something I tell to younger people that I'm in the, in matches with, like if if you look at me and you say like, if you look at me and you go, I'm lost, I'll I'll, I'll remind you where we are. I'll remind you where we are and uh, and do it fine and. And we're right, right back on track. But if some older guys, you say, I don't know where we are, they'll take advantage of you. They'll hurt you for that. And that that's kind of a direction of the business we want to steer away from. Like, because 
we're trusting somebody with our bodies. So if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to trust me to tell me, you don't know where you are. And instead of telling me that you're lost, ask me what's next. Like, yeah, that, that's what I say. I when just we, feel if you can't be transparent with somebody, if you're lost, that would probably create a bigger risk of getting hurt. Correct. I mean, it, it, once again, it depends on the circumstances, it depends on yeah. all of the circumstances. It depends on the type of person you're with the person, like what they've experienced and like who they were trained by and what lessons they've learned. You, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, someone asking like, where are we? Mm -hmm. Um, when someone asks, where are we, are you thinking in terms of time? Like we're at the three no, minute no, mark no, or do you no, think no, in terms no, of no, like, no moves so like response the the way i worded it to um you, you might not know him now but you're gonna know this guy uh the his on on instagram he's at the monster chuck pain like he's gonna be somebody i remember telling him like his first year in where a, 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 a match can be structured like a song structured so if there's a song that you know that you love, like let's say the first verse is this. Okay. You're like, oh, I know when this musical breakdown happens, then these lyrics come in. I would say, remember that is how to structure matches. So you're like, what's next? What lyrics come next? So that that would be kind of the idea. That would be in the I'm lost or what's next. It's like, what segment comes next? What sequence comes next? Gotcha. Okay. Because you've or, you've maybe or, agreed or, on some sequences spot, ahead of time. Spot, yeah. Spot, yeah. Right, and so, you know, some people will go. Let's just call it all out there, which I'm fine with doing. But a lot of people aren't fine with doing it because the business have has evolved in such a way where like people aren't people aren't taught that way. People aren't uh, people aren't given that hard lesson. Like some places, like the the places my the place my roommate was trained, like they used to have shows where they would go, you you get out there and you call it all out there, and they would have shows where like I I did a like after way after he was gone, I did a show there like where I I just did commentary, I just did commentary because I wasn't able to wrestle, I had just had some surgery on my brain, but I was doing I was doing commentary on, on the show, and I was like. There's another clothesline, and he hits him with a close. What a body slam! Everyone's winding up doing the same shit because nobody knows like how to. It's like you you can learn that structure for so long until you have to like make a match mean more. You have to yeah. like you have to like oh yeah my my signature move is a suplex. Shut up. <laughs> what? That's the best you got. <laughs> right, right. No one no one said that to me, but I'm saying like. But yeah. like, how do you how do, do you, you convey that do you find that um i mean i'm sure it varies of course do you find that certain styles are easier to work with like do you find that a, a high flyer is easier to work with or someone that's larger and is more grounded that's like an easier person to work with is is there an answer? Uh, there is. There is. The, the thing is, I want I want to make sure I'm in a match with somebody who's close to my level on a lot okay. of things. So if somebody is somebody is like a flyer, 
I can, I can, I can get a, I can call a match around making sure we both shine. You know, if, Ooh. if I'm in there with somebody who's like a bigger, bigger person, I'll only know that I can only do so many things. Like yeah. I can't, I can't pick them up as much. I can't fly, like uh, in independent wrestling in Jersey and Philly, I'm one of the bigger people and I'm not very, I'm six foot, six foot two twenty. Like, yeah, not, not huge, but bigger and in better shape than most of the people who are around on like the, an indie level. And, and, and it's not me shitting on anybody else, but it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, it's very much like, I don't know. I, I really just want to make sure I'm working with people who belong in the ring. Like, like sometimes people have no business being in the business and i want to make sure i'm working with people who belong there as much as i believe i belong there and i believe i belong there because i was trained to believe that i belong there that's crucial uh when you say that someone doesn't belong you find that that's usually them lacking anything physically that they don't understand technique that they don't understand or is there like a psychology thing that they aren't quite grasping accumulate a little bit from all those columns into one thing. I'm seeing a theme here with my questions. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the answers are everything is circumstantial. It really yeah. is like, it's like, are you going to be able to handle the fact that you're not always going to win? Like it's not yeah. even a real competition. It's not about who wins and loses. It's about telling the best story and giving the best show. Like sometimes these people who are in the in the in the crowd have never seen wrestling before, have never been to a live wrestling show before. And you have to think when you're out there performing for these people, or when you're on TV, the people watching you, a good portion of them already have their preconceived speculations about like wrestling being bullshit and being like, like you said a thing earlier about oh, a thing that you grow out of. Like most people like shame wrestling as it's like a like a, you're just a, you're just a, somebody who never grew out of that. Like everybody, everybody grows out of that because that's what the cool kids do. It's like, well, if you're doing everything based on what you think the cool kids do, who are the cool kids? Like, who are the cool kids and what are they doing with their lives? Like, are you talking about what I do? <laughs> just, just, just because they've got, just because they've got money, or because they've got a nice house or a nice car, that doesn't make them cool. That doesn't make them better than you. Gotta like what you like. You gotta. You can't be ashamed to like what you like. And that's why when you said, "Oh, I never grew out of that," I was in my in my head. I was like, "Who who said you had to?" Like, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Like what you like. If those things are juvenile, then you're young at heart. You're not a you're not an old curmudgeonly spirit. Like if you're ashamed of something because because like Chad doesn't like it. Let Chad not like it. There's probably tons of other things that Chad doesn't like, and you're not changing it by not liking a thing that he doesn't like. I just made up this Chad person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Chad. Chad's like the male Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Chad gets no respect. Shout Chad out to the good Chads out there. There's a few of them. Well, I think that's a that's a I think that's actually an incel term. Do you know what an is incel it? is? Oh. Do you know what an incel is? Oh, I know what an incel is. 
I think yeah. they call I think they call dudes like you and me chads. Oh, so I, sorry, incels. Sorry. Our apologies. Sorry, incels. Didn't mean to apologize. Didn't mean to apologize to you. I meant to say that didn't mean to offend you, but sure, I didn't mean to apologize either. Screw you. I don't care. <laughs> we watched. <laughs> we watched this documentary over here. My old roommate was sitting here watching this documentary with me, and my like my like wrestling trainer was over, and uh, the documentary was about incels. I forget what it was called. Shy Boys. I think it was called Shy Boys. It was on YouTube, and. Uh, and my trainer was sitting on there's a, in the dining room. There's a, a he was sitting in the like the corner part, and the, the, he laughed so hard he fell out of the chair, and like he was like like struggling to breathe, and we're like, hey, are you dead? Like we thought he killed himself <laughs> by laughing so hard at this insult documentary. But they went over, you know, the vocabulary and their 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 uh, curriculum for for being an incel and and their philosophies on stuff so if, if you feel like watching a half hour long documentary about like bitter virgins absolutely check that one and since you're in quarantine there's probably very little you haven't seen yet so go check it out <laughs> so anything else man we are man how do we get on incels <laughs> um, Oh, we got, we um, got there. do you find that it can be more challenging to have a lengthy match with one person or is it more difficult to have a shorter match with multiple people like a triple threat fatal four way? Is it? I'm going to tell you a secret. It's okay. I promise I won't tell anybody. If you put me in any multi-person match, that isn't like just a singles match. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my experience. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to not shine because nine other people need to shine. So yeah. it's it's like I can't get my gimmick over. I can't. I can't. I can't sell properly. It seems like when those kind of matches are happening, people are selling just enough so they can peek through to get ready for their next time, their next spot. It's not. To me, it feels very like you're watering down what pro wrestling is by adding too many people into a match. Like for sure I've done it right. And I've seen it done right. And I can do it. I just prefer not to be in a match with 10 other people. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's like, how am I going to be remembered? How, if you had nine other people to remember in that, in that thing, what's going to make, what's going to, you know what I mean? Like you're, it's it's kind of like the same thing. It's like TikTok. It's like TikTok for a match. Like you watch. Yeah, a that's a good way of phrasing it. You, get, <laughs> you you watch a thousand of them and you forget who you saw and what it was. It was just like it was just a fleeting moment. Look at the Royal Rumble. You right. you remember like five people that were in the Rumble every right. year. It's yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's not the best representation of my skills. Interesting. Yeah, so this like, is this is great. I'm loving this. Um, I'm, I'm happy, dude. I'm happy. <laughs> uh, when you um, do you do you do much work with uh, weapons or like gimmick matches, that kind of thing? I don't, but I don't, don't mind doing that stuff. I don't 
hate it and I don't love it. But it's like, it can add to a match. It can certainly add to the drama of a match. It can add to like the story of a match. It can add to like the, you can tease it. You can build it. You can build it. You can build it. You can build it. And then the payoff and the pop for it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all the same, the same thing as being an actor or being a comedian. You're basing everything off of like the instant gratification of uh, like if you if you nail this scene or if you told a joke really good and it got a really big laugh and you're like yeah I and, and it's the same as like if you're doing like a like a callback in your in your comedy you yeah do callback it's like you you teased it you teased it and then you paid it off mm-hmm. it, it, and and you got you got the appropriate pop for it that's great um in improv, they're always trying to stress that like less is more, less is more. You don't have to do so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're working with someone that's less experienced, do you find that you're trying to communicate that with to them? Like, hey, man, you don't have to smack me 20 times with a chair. Otherwise, it's going to lose its, its appeal. Well, like, think about it this way. If we're in a match, you and I, let's say you're just learning, you're just starting out. And I say, like... If you if you hit me a hundred times and I don't have enough time to register any of them and give the proper emotion behind it, versus if you hit me once and I'm like, oh God, and I'm selling it appropriately, for sure, less is more in that. For yeah. sure, less is more. Like we, you know, like we only have so many in the bit inside the business, we we call it a bump card. So we only have so many holes that we can punch in that bump card. Mm. So if you're just bumping me, bumping me, bump, 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 I'm wasting my holes. Yeah. And I want, I want it to be better for both of us. And if I'm not able to make you look good, then I don't look good. And if you're not able to make me look good, then you don't look good. It's like the Vidal Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't look good, you don't look good. If you don't look good, we don't look good. It's like that Vidal Sassoon professional wrestling. I really love all the parallels between wrestling, comedy, acting, and how just really it's all about the other person, you know, and taking care of them and trusting them to take care of you. Uh, One just has infinitely higher stakes than than the others. Right. Sometimes, Sometimes stakes can be rare. Sometimes they can be medium rare. Sometimes they can be well done. All kinds of steaks. Mm, steaks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I just became Kevin right there. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'll give you give you how many how many more are you doing? Are you still is there ones that you're like getting lines down for? Are you like trying to do more of those? We are. Uh, are you guys wrapped? Okay, we're wrapped on season one. Um, I think we really want to see what kind of connection we find um, before we start revisiting season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, three episodes are out so far. They come out every uh, Wednesday, uh, and uh, we've got every Wednesday or every Wednesday one episode comes out. Every Wednesday one episode comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see where we're heading these next couple episodes. Well, are are you hoping that to like 
this would be this would be neat if if you're doing it this way and developing these characters and then want to film it like like an actual classroom where everyone's in there like once once the quarantine ends like once everything opens back up you can go on sets like like i have i have friends who are filming stuff in la now and like and putting stuff out it's just that you got to safe sets you got to yeah. you got to and, and i mean I, I have that going on here. Like I've just, I got, I got another part that I'm, that I'm doing right now. And it's just like, got to get tested. You gotta, you gotta wear a mask. You gotta be distant from people. You gotta take all the precautions that you can take. So and I feel like the crew often has it worse on mm-hmm. non zoom sets. My, my fiance just got home. She was on set all day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so many extra hoops you have to jump through so much extra work to, Stay and they never get to take their masks off. Right. And yeah. Now they have to wear face shields and masks, so they're getting bogged down by all kinds of stuff. We have the fortunate ability to be able to just record entirely from home, and we don't have to worry about COVID regulations because I'm not actually in the same room as anybody else. Right. So, hoping like ideally, are you in your mind like this is going to become a real show? Like, um, it's. It's interesting looking at where the show can go next um, because when we were shooting one, Gary Maselli would constantly say, I think we have a very limited window to do this show because once the vaccine comes out and really works and everyone goes back to their lives, you almost wonder, does it just become yet another show set in the classroom? Because it's unique this way. It's unique because we all know what's hanging over their heads. And even though it isn't directly referenced, we know why they're on zoom. Right. We know what's really gripping over these kids as they unleash their wild shenanigans on the teacher. But we have discussed that if future seasons are done, we should explore the idea of them meeting each other for the first time, Mm. especially because without spoilers over the course of this season, we see these guys not just butt heads, but have these moments of, oh, you're actually not so bad. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I have that in my real life on here all the time. <laughs> we're like, oh man, I, I didn't know what my expectations were, but now that now that they are relaxed, uh, I, I feel like, well, we could be friends. Like I, I've had that many a times where like, I have my hopes so high for an episode and it's like, Oh man, that one didn't really get me where I wanted to be. <laughs> like, do you have that when it came, when it comes to like experience levels of other actors that you're working with? I didn't do anything like Zoom acting, but like working in a scene with somebody who might not uh, be mastering it as as well as you, or like the same things with experience levels and who they're trained by and where they came. So it's all the same circumstantial stuff talking about wrestling, but apply it to uh, Zoom acting on on uh, freshman circus or any other acting like let's not specify like in order to get you undue heat with people who, who you're on that show with. I would say that there absolutely is this moment um, in the beginning where you're really trying to meet the other person where they are and kind of get a sense of where they're coming from. And that's what I love about our rehearsal period so much is that we would usually run through it a couple times before we started recording over Zoom. And it's weird when you can see everyone in gallery. Um, We don't have 
shots in gallery in these first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I've been told that we will see more the entire class in gallery. Spoiler. In future, in future episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> I just I just completely ruined the whole ending. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, I have to say, man, like the being in but, wrestling, being in wrestling for as long as I've had, spoilers don't bother me at all. Like at all. At all. Like I can let anything be spoiled and still like it for what it is. Like, that's and I great. like, cause you know, breaking, breaking, breaking the kayfabe code here. It's like you, there was a, there was a, there was a, a, a lineup sheet on the wall in the locker room. Sometimes there's like a dry erase marker, like a dry erase board, a white dry erase board where like the matches are written out and who's winning is underlined. So, if I'm if I'm walking through there and I'm like the first match and I am invested in the story behind what the main event is, I already saw what the main event like what the finish is. I already know. Like sometimes they'll have the detailed notes on what's going to be said in the promo and what's going to be done here. And so it's like I've already I've already lived the idea in wrestling that like spoilers don't matter to me. Because yeah. I'm 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 on I'm on the I'm on the performer side of the barricade. So yeah. I look at my life on a lot of those things. Like I'm I'm on this side of the barricade. Everybody else is on that side of the barricade. And I'm here because I I like I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. I made this agreement. I've signed this non this non-written contract that like I I I'm gonna I'm going to like it if it's good and and I'll dislike it. Cause you're invested in the journey. Right. And there's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it move. There's going to be an uphill battle. Sometimes you're going to have to choose. Ain't about how fast I get there. Ain't about what's waiting on the other side. It's the climb. It's the climb. This, this was a fun climb because I had never done a show over zoom before. And you have to get used to different things like, okay, maybe we don't have the same level of pacing because Zoom has a bit of a delay when it shifts from one person to the next. Internets. Yeah. But that's, I think embracing that helps us because we're leaning into the real problems of Zoom. It feels like a Zoom call. It doesn't just have that crisp, clean cut, cut, cut like you'd see on a normal sitcom. How long are the shoot days? Shoot days are probably, it would be about, we would usually try to shoot two episodes in a day. Each episode's about nine to 10 pages. It would take probably two, a little over two hours to rehearse and shoot. Usually we would do, we would usually do three takes and then I would insist on doing a fourth because I felt like we had really grasped the, the rhythm and knew what we were doing by that point. Uh-huh. And the the last take is always pretty good because everyone's relaxed. They feel like we already have it. They mm-hmm. can just be themselves. Right. Yeah. The, that, I, as somebody who, when I directed things or, where I go, okay, we got it. Let's just, like, since we already got it, just be free on this one. Do whatever you want to do. And sometimes that's the best one. Yeah. I'm doing, but sometimes it is. And it's like, wh- what a bonus. Absolutely. What, what a little bonus. And uh, it's a bonus that 
Bo one asked for. <laughs> Bo, <laughs> you're you're on my frequency, sir. Did I, yep. did I get you there? We're ready to roll from the top. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just got two more two more things two more quick things maybe a few more uh, yeah. and then I'll then I'll send you off in the sunset, hot dog and a handshake, and you can get on with your night or your day because you're in a different time zone than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more time than you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the the segment i like to call i call it audio time travel right you heard me do this before audio time travel mm -hmm. this is the segment i do where i say okay what's what's super important to me is that this this stuff this 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 episode this audio this video all this, all this stuff, outliving us, for sure, outliving us. So, you know, forty years from now, if you know either one of us is gone, you know, somebody can go back and listen to this and be like, I want to see what Justin Bowen was really like. Let me, let me go back and go back and get an impression of what twenty twenty one Justin was like. Or Je I'm sorry, why did I say Justin? I'm sorry. My, I have a sister named Jess and I have a brother named Justin, and they're. Both trying. I got to a brother named Corey. I learned your name. Right. <laughs> We're just inconsiderate dickheads. Yes, no, we are. no, not us. Not you and me. Me, mm. Philly people. No one likes us. We don't care. That's what. Oh yeah. That's what Jason Kelsey said. <laughs> but it's a man who knows his people. Right. <laughs> he knows his people. It's just a little bit rude, and a lot of. I think a lot of it is like that whole. The idea behind no one likes us, we don't care. It's, it's bullshit. We care. We care. We should we should not want people to not like us. But like it should be for a reason that has merit. Like we're like people don't like us because we're inconsiderate assholes. Maybe it's maybe it's not their problem that we're inconsiderate assholes. Maybe we should be less assholes. More considerate. <laughs> Anyway, Jesse Boone's Jesse Boone's family finds this recording forty years from now. Your your kids, maybe your kids that you have one day, or you know, or your your siblings, or your wife finds it and <laughs> and 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 just kind of wants to hear the message that is that the timestamp you're traveling right now. Your audio is traveling right now to 40 years in the future. What are the messages that you want known about your time on earth and what lessons can be learned? I was a guy who just had a childlike curiosity. I liked wrestling. I liked telling stories. I loved to write. I loved to just put my voice out there and try to find something to say. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but whether it was doing an improv show, whether it was writing a fan script or a pilot to pitch, whether it was talking about the wrestlers I love, or whether it was doing a show about a college class conducted over Zoom, I always tried to find a human touch to it. 
And I always tried to breathe some sort of life into whatever it was that I was saying and, you know, bring the role to myself as opposed to the other way around. And it's interesting playing so many different characters over the years and trying to find out what's authentic about me when my job is trying to find as many different faces to wear or as many different voices to speak through. Mm. Um, I'm sure you'll notice I also had a penchant for rambling. So thank you 40 years from now for bearing with me, but know that I always tried to find my voice above all. And it was a constant, beautiful struggle to know that that voice was real and actually had something to say. You know, you know, it's a cool thing to think about. What's that? In 2041, you're still around. You can go back and listen to that and feel, feel feelings of like, I was, I was, I was really trying to figure it out there, wasn't I? Yeah. And it used to be like, what a young dick who didn't know anything yet. Because you have a lesson, so many lessons still to learn. And uh, the fact that you're willing to learn them and wanting to connect in a, in a very, you want to, in a very personal way. Like this, I can, I, I can see where you, you want to, you want to see a character and you want to find where you can find yourself in that character in order, yeah. in, in order to, 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 to um, embody that, embody that, that the, the 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 rawness of who that person is, because, because I'm not I'm not Kevin, right? I'm not I'm not a wannabe bodybuilder. Oh, I and I I'm not as <laughs> braggadocious. I'm not I'm not as uh, confrontational as he is. I'm I am way more afraid of being a dick to somebody than he is. Mm -hmm. But by trying to, to, to be him and bring him to myself, what is it about him that I can actually find myself in? When, right. can, I, when can I find a side of myself that I've never explored before or had a chance to say some things to some people? Yeah, 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 man. I, I, I totally understand that. Like I was, I was playing this character that uh, I, said, I said some stuff that I know I would never say, like objectifying women. This character was objectifying women in a way in which I would never do yeah. because like uh, my, I was raised with by a single mom. I got uh, two sisters that I grew up with and I just, I just never, never ever wanted to make any woman feel like they're not as equally respected as they should be. And I, I was saying this line and I just couldn't get through it. And my sister was on set that day and I was like, Oh man, Jess has got to be on set. Jess has got to be on set when I got to say this shit I would never say. <laughs> but but this is somehow like what you start learning about yourself and the origins of why you feel the way you feel about things and like how to how to play the character. The, the character doesn't have the filter that I have because they haven't learned the lessons I've learned because they absolutely have a different perspective than I do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I want to make sure on the record I tell you because this is on the record and this shit's out loud, out loving us out last 40 years later. <laughs> I want to make sure I let you know, like this is where this is us meeting. This is the beginning. This is the beginning. Who knows what's next, but I want to let you know if like I can ever be a resource for you in any way, if I can ever help you in any way, if, if like I can, 
if if I can if I can connect you to a resource that you didn't know existed, or I can introduce you to something you didn't know, maybe maybe you need just a friend to talk to sometimes, judgment free conversation. I'm always here. I just want to let you know. I'm glad this is the beginning. I'm glad we're friends now. I'm optimistic about where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, I I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I got your back. Tag me in. <laughs> and any any other questions you ever have, man? Absolutely, feel free. I'll give you my number. You can text me, and you know we're completely open to talk anytime. And I I always say that to like anybody anybody who's like consuming this anybody who's listening if you've been listening for this whole time the the currency that you've paid me the currency that you've paid us the currency that you've paid us is so so precious and we thank you very much we appreciate it so much i want to let you know and that invitation goes out to everybody listening too it's like if i can be a resource for you and i can connect you to something maybe a mindset that you didn't think existed or a, a way to overcome obstacles or uh, advice judgment-free advice and conversations, absolutely reach out to me. I'm really not hard to get a hold of. Uh, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Corey Castle, C-O-R-Y-K-A-S-T-L-E. And for sure, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help you out. If this is your first time checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, all the, all the old episodes are on all the, all the podcasting apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Stitcher. And for sure, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jesse. I want to just ask you, this is how I wrap up every time. Every time I'll, I'll ask you in a very Jerry Springer's final thought sort of way. I've, oh boy. I've gifted you this show. Hypothetically, this show's yours now. Okay. So evolving with Jesse Boone and this episode with a pilot episode, the very first episode of your podcast in a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way. Wrap it up in a pretty little bow and give it give people the message that can help them evolve to a better version of themselves tomorrow. And then give your best elf impression and say, hey Willie. Hey Willie? Yep. Well, in conclusion, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, I have never spoken to Corey before. I've had no contact with him. And yet, it's it like just being a, like a magician. We've never met before, right? Nothing's up my sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> but watch what was behind his ear. It was a podcast. <laughs> um, I've never met this man before, but it's so beautiful that we have the means and technology to connect from so far away, even through rough circumstances. You can find a connection with somebody. You can find somebody that makes you laugh. Uh, you can bond in ways that you didn't really expect to. And that's kind of what my show, Freshman Circus, is all about. These are people from all different walks of life coming in, not getting along at first. But when you're stuck in quarantine with no one to talk to but your screen, you may be surprised what you can find if you were to only give it a chance. Corey has become a wonderful resource. I will definitely reach out to him. This, this is a really awesome, genuine human right here. And Freshman Circus is about that sometimes futile, but always entertaining attempt to find that for yourself. This um, is, I'm not going to do my ALF impression, but I will do my Walter Cronkite impression. And that's the way it was, everybody. And thank you 
very much auditioning. Uh, that was the best one so far, I have to say. And this is this is the motion you'll catch me in. Uh, no, people listening aren't seeing this, but I'm 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 clutching my chest with both hands with a humongous smile on my face. This is how I receive compliments. I receive them, and I'm so grateful. Uh, thank you, and I, I I can't wait for us to collaborate in some way. If if we can if we can create some other cool stuff, absolutely, let's do it. Oh, I love you, man. I just met you today, and I love you. You're you're my bud. And love you I, too, man. Thank can, you uh, so much. Hope we can just continue. And I want to do it like a follow up one of these. If yeah. You, if you want, you know, if you want to, if you want to, it's funny, man. Like I, I want one of my one of my really really good friends. He said to me like, "Oh man, I wish I had your your outlet. Like I wish I had your." outlet where I could just like have a conversation with somebody and like get into stuff and like ask them questions that you wouldn't normally ask somebody like come on my show and do it. Yeah. Whoever you want. I'll do, I'll do an evolving with Corey Castle and a friend episode and you can ask whoever you want to like whatever questions you want to ask them and, and go, well, it was part of the show. So if you ever want to do something like that, absolutely hit me up. I want to be that resource for you. And I, uh, I'm excited and I hope that you have a great day <laughs> and, and you as well. And I saw somebody say something on Twitter and I, and like they catchphrase, they used it as a catchphrase at the end of something they were saying, I want to borrow it. Have the day you deserve. Have the day you deserve. Take that with you. Treat it we'll like a gum, chew on it and love it. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. And